Welcome to this episode of Indian Football Podcast. My name is Gaur Kapoor and today we are going to talk about Manchester United takeover and how much it would cost Sheikh Jassim. To know more about this one, let's jump into the story together. Shortly after 24th Feb soft deadline in order to submit bid to become Manchester and owner, it became a well-established fact that the two people who were front runners in becoming Manchester United owners could either be Sheikh Jassim bin Hamad Al Thani, I hope I pronounced it correctly, and he faced competition from petrochemical billionaire Sir Jim Ratcliffe. Ratcliffe's statement announcing his bid promised, and I quote, put the Manchester back into Manchester United. Sheikh Jassim has made several pledges, on the other hand, to invest in specific areas of the club and promised to do so without loading Manchester United with debt. Sheikh Jassim's 9-2 foundation, which will look into the investment into the football team, promised investments and improvements in football team, the training center, the stadium and wider infrastructure, the fan experience and the communities the club supports. They will prioritize long-term sustainable investment in Manchester United men and women's team as well as the academy setup. And What we are going to do in this podcast is that we are going to discuss about those major eight parameters on which the total amount of the bid will depend on. So let's jump into each pointers together. The first pointer is buying the club. Okay. And that is going to cost around 4.5 billion pounds. And that is going to be the first and the most Uh, the first and the biggest expense that whoever decides to buy the club it could be uh, Sheikh Jassim Jim Ratcliffe or any other potential suitor the consensus around Sheikh Jassim's bid is that the offer amounted to 4.5 billion pounds or uh, if I had to talk about in terms of dollars, it is going to come around $5.4 billion. It could, and he has the potential and the funds that even if the bid goes above that, he is comfortable with it. On the other hand, the Rene Group, the New York-based investment bank, uh, which is leading the sale process on behalf of the Glazers family, are aiming for a price of around 6 billion to 7 billion pounds for the sale of Manchester United. Yet, if 4.5 billion pounds, if it's accepted, would represent a substantial profit on, if, if we compare to when they bought Manchester United in 2005, it costed them around 790 million pounds only. Where they used just 270 million pounds of their own money 
while loading the rest of it as debt on the club. The second pointer for any potential suitor would be to clear off the debt which comes to around 580 million pounds. Arguably, the most attractive element of Sheikh Jassim's proposal is that the bid itself would be full cash purchase, or as the statement mentioned, it will be debt-free. Figures close to Sheikh Jassim have also confirmed they would be clear of existing debt, which was loaded into the club by the Glazers family. This is in stark contrast to what the bid of Ratcliffe amounted to, whose statement has actually made no reference to debt. So a lot of uh, Manchester supporters are not sure of whether the bid which has been uh, uh, proposed by Ratcliffe would be debt-free or would be including the debt. Ineos, uh, the firm which is planning uh, to buy Manchester on behalf of Radcliffe, would have to borrow money in order to finance any takeover and they have not committed to wiping the existing debt. But those close to Radcliffe bid have assured assurances that no new debt would be loaded into the club. As of today, Manchester United's net debt stands to £656 million. Although the, the, the club would consider themselves to be debt-free, if around £500 million, in, £500 million in liabilities would be cleared off from their books. The third, I would say, expense or expenditure in taking over Manchester United is redeveloping the old traffic. This would cost any potential suitor around £1.6 billion. Old Trafford is in an urgent need to update and modernise. At the most recent fans forum which was held in December 2022, uh, Manchester spokesperson described redevelopment of the historic old old ground as a key focus. The last significant expansion of an addition of 8,000 seats was signed off in early 2005, a few months before Glazer's takeover. In the time since, four of the other five so-called big six Premier League clubs have either expanded their stadium or have moved into new home with a larger capacity. So that is the current state of Old Trafford and Manchester United under Glazers. Wherein a lot of clubs who you would consider as the big six have moved into bigger stadium, better stadium. I mean, we as a football fan, we everyone is aware that the White Hart Lane Stadium is clearly, if not the topmost, uh, the topmost stadium, is clearly one of the topmost stadium 
in England right now, or even Europe, to be honest. The club, Manchester, also conducted a fan survey and they received around 30,000 responses on what they would want to see from the process. And there were two options, either redeveloping Old Trafford, existing structure or building, or building a new stadium entirely on club-owned land adjacent to the current site. Building a new stadium uh, or redeveloping the current stadium is always a decision that has to be made by any club that is planning to put in major investment into their stadium. In the same way, building a new stadium would be more expensive with cost estimated between 1.2 billion pounds to 1.6 billion pounds. While redeveloping Manchester United current stadium, which is Old Trafford, would be cheaper. But there is a sort of underlying factor which a lot of people need to understand. Manchester United would have to factor in the inevitable loss of revenue because by default, a lot of sections of the stadium would be shut due to operational work and that would mean that they will have to play with reduced number of supporters for the time being. If we talk about you know how much time it takes to build over a new stadium, we also have to consider that it takes it, these things generally take a lot of time. Once the club has made a preferred option, work will begin on design, which would take approximately another nine months. United would then move onto a finalization and planning, which could take up another one year. So what happens generally is that the moment the club designs uh, decides to either move into a new stadium or redevelop their current stadium, it's not very, it's not a, it's not a swift process. It takes around nine months to just get in the design and another one year to in order to plan the operations, the costing, a lot of tenders need to be approved, so and so forth and so forth. So there are a lot of factors which need to be considered. The fourth factor which is quite evident in the takeover is the redevelopment of the training ground, which could cost up to 50 million pounds. A lot of Red Devil supporters would remember Cristiano Ronaldo's recent tell-all interview with Piers Morgan. And in his opinion, Manchester United had made zero progression from the time he had left and joined Real Madrid. He very famously also mentioned that Manchester United in fact have fallen behind Real Madrid, uh, you know, top clubs like Real Madrid, Juventus in training, technology and infrastructure. Quite recently, Manchester United have appointed Max Mergnet as the program director for Carrington's development. He was the one who was previously the director of infrastructure at Leicester City 
and oversaw the design and construction of the new state-of-the-art training facility that was officially opened last year and is considered as one of the best in the country and even in fact the best in Europe. So he overtook the project at Leicester City entirely and recently the stadium was also opened last year and it is hailed as one of the top stadium in the world. Architect agency KSS who has worked on the Leicester project as well as Tottenham Hotspurs and Liverpool's new training bases have also been appointed as master planners of the character's future. So, uh, you know, coming back to the Cristiano Ronaldo's interview, he mentioned that the the training facility at Carrington have also been on decline ever since he left uh, Manchester United for Real Madrid. So, a complete overhaul of Carrington would also be required for Manchester United. In the same way where Tottenham and Liverpool's build for their training entirely had come in the region of £15 million, Leicester's top-of-the-range facility was almost twice that price. The installation of the new tactical briefing room last summer, which was brought forward by Eric Ten Hag, cost around £200,000 alone. While the overheads involving the building of a gym for the women's team went up by £2 million due to external factors outside the club's control. So, recently, when during Eric Ten Hag's appointment, he had made a request to have a new tactical briefing room and that itself costed Manchester United a lot of money. This goes to show that a number of things in inside their stadium, inside their training ground, is actually out of outdated. Coming to the most important part, the fifth part, which is investing in men's team. The Gulf-linked ownership has promised that they would be putting in a separate budget of 110 per year 110 million pounds per year in order to fund the expenses of hiring of of buying in new players a lot of a lot of fans may have looked at the spending of the gulf state league ownership at manchester city and paris saint germain over recent years in envy but in reality is that manchester have also been very competitive in this regard, even under the Glazers family. We are all aware of how the club's fortune at Manchester City and Paris Saint-Germain have just changed since new ownership. And while a lot of play, a lot of fans uh, have, uh, have issues with Glazers family, one thing that Glazers, that Manchester supporters would need to come to a conclusion is that Glazer's family have also been involved in spending a lot of money in buying in new players. Manchester United's net spend on men's first team over the past five years in transfer fee alone is roughly 
around 545 million pounds, averaging 109 million pounds a year. The problem at Manchester United in this, with respect to this, has always been of having a poor track record in selling their players. The club has also spent around 384 million pounds on wages last season, which was a Premier League record. And despite finishing sixth and failing to qualify for Premier League, uh, for Champions League, this number is huge. Okay, and United's problem has not been the lack of money to spend on transfer fee; it has been the misuse of it. In the nine months since Eric Ten Hag's appointment, Manchester United have spent. Two hundred and twenty-eight million pounds in transfer fee, as and have recently been starting to see a return on it. Whether Manchester United will be able to spend a lot of money this season is what they need to really check on, and Manchester United fans will either have a lot of surprises. A lot of good news in terms of how much they actually decide to spend in this summer transfer window. The sixth point is Manchester United women team, wherein they have promised that they would spend around eight million pounds this summer, or in fact every year. And if I have to talk about the big three in English football, English women's football which is Arsenal, Manchester City and Chelsea. They spend around 4.2 to 6.9 every year. And considering that the new Manchester United owners want to spend around £8 million per year in women's team, it's a significant investment. The seventh point is investing in the academy, which would cost around £8 million per year. United and other Premier League clubs have typically always been tight-lipped on the youth development budgets, which are rarely, uh, if ever, itemized in clubs' annual cost. A UEFA study which was conducted into 2020 surveyed clubs across Europe on their youth development spending, but no English club provided relevant information. The eighth point and the last point is community work, which comes to which has been committed. And let, let me be honest again and upfront. These all pointers have been committed by Sheikh Justin in his official bid, which included all these eight pointers. And the last pointer was community work and the cost and the budget for or you know the budget which has which will be kept separately for this is going to be around five million pounds per year a huge a significant budget for community work the manchester united foundation is the club's associated charity which delivers educational and community outreach programs to young people in greater manchester they have partnership with over 60 schools and colleges in the local area. And according to the Charity Commission, 
the Manchester United Foundation total expenditure during the 2020-21 season was around 4.2 million pounds, of which 3.6 million pound was defined as charitable activities. Again, community-based projects such as this would not be considered under UEFA's sustainability rules. So, any club is is free to spend on community work and on academy because these things are not included in UEFA's financial fair play rules. If I had to if I had to sum up these eight points, it would come to around six point seven billion pounds that the new ownership would have to spend in order to acquire Manchester United, with a further annual spend of hundred and twenty six million pounds, which could be on on anything like it could be on uh, community, on the first team transfer, on women's team, on academy so forth and so forth so if i had to consider if i have to sum it all i would say that buying manchester united is obviously uh, a very lucrative project because they have presence around the around the globe if you look at the Asian market, if you look at the African market, if you look at the North American market, Manchester United is a huge player because of its fan following. And any takeover would be welcomed by the current Manchester United supporters because Glazers have been sucking the life out of Manchester United, wherein paying themselves huge dividends every single year which has been a lot of which has been raised by a lot of ex Manchester players especially by Gary Neville and any new ownership would be would be welcomed by the supporters because they have been <laughs> honestly they have been sick and tired of seeing Manchester City of seeing how the way the club around them have changed, especially Manchester City, PSG, and even in fact Newcastle United. Although Newcastle United have not been that successful, but obviously they are on track to be successful in coming years. The Newcastle project also looks very much exciting as a neutral football fan. Who will acquire the club? What will be the changes? What would be the positive and negative changes? Only time will tell. Thank you for joining in today. Stay tuned for more. Please do rate us on Spotify, on any medium that you're listening to us right now on Spotify, on Amazon Music, on Google Podcast. We would love to receive your feedback on our podcast. We are trying to do, uh, we are trying to improve every single, uh, with every single podcast. So thank you for joining in today. Stay tuned for more. We'll be back again with a new episode soon. Thank you so much.